afgelopen 3,5 jaar raadsleden vertrokken bij de partijen waarvoor ze op de lijst stonden, meldt NRC. Volgens de krant zijn daardoor nu 150 nieuwe fracties actief, waar kiezers niet voor hebben gestemd bij de lokale verkiezingen van 2018. Een verschil van inzicht is de meest genoemde reden voor een afsplitsing van een raadsfractie. Het weer nog, vandaag is er geregeld zon. Het wordt 15 graden in het noorden tot zo'n 18 graden in Limburg. Morgen gaat het flink regenen en dan wordt het ongeveer 13 graden. Dit was het RMS Journaal. Dit jaar bestaat de Wegenwacht 75 jaar. En in die tijd is er veel veranderd. Maar één ding is hetzelfde gebleven. Met Wegenwacht is de beste hulp bij pech altijd dichtbij. En wie jarig is, trakteert. Daarom nu 15% korting op Wegenwacht Nederland Standaard. Ga naar anwb.nl slash wegenwacht. De afgelopen 3,5 jaar raadsleden vertrokken bij de partijen waarvoor ze op de lijst stonden, meldt NRC. Volgens de krant zijn daardoor... For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz Edgar and 103.8 MHz on camera. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and education matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Nigeria on our radio every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Voice of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. Yeah, we can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-0650. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. It's a treasure built on good knowledge and preventive measures. The Helios study, aimed at a better healthcare for people in Amsterdam, is focused on the health of Ghanaians, four other migrant groups and Dutch people. The baseline Helios study is already having a major impact in improving health of people in Amsterdam, including Ghanaians. The process for the study consists of invitations sent to previous participants in the Helios baseline study, a set of questionnaires to answer, and bodily checks for blood pressure level, overweight, blood sugar, and other cases leading to heart.
morning to every one of you. Good morning to the fans of Radio Voice of Niger. Good morning to you. My name is Apostle Heliru Dokino, alias Lady Agwabama of Radio Voice of Niger. I welcome you to this beautiful Monday morning in our Good Morning Show. Good morning, wonderful people. It's good to be back again. We hope you're doing well. Apostle, would you just say an opening prayer for us? Yes, shall we pray. And Father God, we thank you once again for another day, another week. You have kept us safe and sound up until now. Thank you that your grace is abundant. We plead your blessing and your covering over this program and over every activity we're going to carry out today. We pray that you will come through to everyone and touch their lives and their needs in the way you only the only way you can. Thank you for this nation. Thank you for everyone out there. We pray a blessing over them as well in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are good and there is no doubt about that. Take the glory, take the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we are set, and uh, remember that we are transmitting this hour on 103.8 Kero and 105.2 Eta on your popular radio, Good Morning Show, Radio Voice of Niger, through Razo. You can just link up with us and join us wherever you are, just by typing RazoAmsterdam.nl. And uh, plus salto.nl, then slash razo. Then you choose Monday morning, 8 o'clock. Then you just be live with us. Our programs this morning will be very, very exciting. But right now we're just warming up and uh, we want to ginger your spirit so that you can be in tune. So this is our gospel inspirational time.
I'm in love with this song. My God. Hey, switching me. I hope you enjoyed it too. Wow. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay. That's it. Now we are going over to... Why is it taking so long here? You are, you are listening to the sound of DJ Blaze.
of Jesus right across the planet. Prepare your heart this morning as the word of Jesus is about to come. word 
and he watches over it to perform. So as the word of God is coming, I am telling you that you'll be set free, you'll be made whole, you'll be uplifted, you'll find back your joy, you'll find back your health, you'll find back the favor that you need. If only you will believe. So let's read from the book of Second Kings chapter 20. And I read from verse 1. It says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die. Hey, what a message. You put your house in order, and thou shalt die. And not live. Come on, say after me. Lift up your hand. Say, I will not die. Say, I will live to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Say it again. Say, I will not die. I will live to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Verse 2, he says, Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept. And it came to pass, therefore, Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, and the word of the Lord came to him, came to him, the same prophet who brought the message of doom. The word of God came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, my people, thus said the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day. Thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Verse 6. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant's sake. Ha! This is awesome. God of miracle, may he visit you. God of mercy, may he visit you. The Lord who can have compassion, may he visit you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, the word, the scripture we have just read, just explained to us how a king became sick. You know, maybe just something like flu came upon this king. I believe that it wasn't something so chronic. It wasn't that sort of sickness that we would expect. We would just grab somebody and kill the person. You see? It was something that would just come and come off large. Just the way 
coronavirus will come just like a flu. And then people sit in their homes and they are thinking it's just normal flu because it's coming like little cough and coming like little sneezing and coming like little headache. Before you know it and overlook it, it begins to get rooted. So this king, Hezekiah, may have been going through something similar like that which he never expected would bring to his, would, would become through which he would die. So while the, while the, the king was just nursing his sickness, behold, the prophet Isaiah came. Isaiah came and Isaiah told him, oh, you king, you know, I can't hide this from you. I will just say it blunt the way it is coming into my ears. I, God sent me to you to go and tell you you're going to die. He said, put yourself, put your house in order. That means whatever you think you've not yet done, maybe you've not written your wills, you have not put your house together, put things that are supposed to be the way it's supposed to be and written your hand over notes to your next successor. Say, put your house in order because you're going to die. There's no way out. You are dying. How do you... I mean, I want you to imagine it a little bit. I want you to think about it and I want you to put yourself into it and then, and then, and then, and then experience the little shock or experience the heavy shock this man must have felt, this king. That a prophet entered and he thought that this man of God was just coming to come and pray and, and bless and, and cast away the demon of, of whatever fluid it was hanging around and then, and then and go out as usual. But this time he came and he came with a very firm message. You're going to die. I can't sugarcoat it for you. Just set yourself in order, put yourself, it's time for you to go. This king could have had some certain projects in hand. This king could have had some certain appointments which he has made with fellow kings. He could have had something he wants to build and something he wants to finish up so that in that thing he would take glory out of it. This king would have had some promises he has made which have not yet been fulfilled. He must have had, you know, some, some, some things he wanted to do. And all of a sudden, what trips he wants to, 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 to do. And all of a sudden, his life was coming to a halt. He was not going to be seen again in the land of the living. He was being called back home. We have not yet been to the other side. But look at how, even in this one that we are in, how we are here, even though God has made promise to us that the other home is better than what we are here. But nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to leave his friends, leave his comfort zone, leave his businesses. And those of you who are maxing wealth, you would like to leave the wealth and go. Talkless of me, you are a king and everybody's bowing to you. Every you can afford to eat and drink whatever you want and make your orders and make your authorities and people obey you. How would you want to die in the midst of all this fame? How would you want to die? So when this message came,
came, the, the Bible said the king became very devastated. The king became very, very devastated. I believe he looked up and he looked down. He didn't know what to do. He looked at his hand, looked at where his strength. He didn't know what more to do than just to cry out to God. Thank God for kings like that who can have a last resort. You know, he had a last resort that was to cry out. And he was able to cry out unto the Lord because he had been walking with the Lord. But you that is listening to me, who are you walking with? Who are you working with in the midst of coronavirus that have been taking lives and taking lives and taking lives? This virus goes about staring at people's faces, staring at people's door. He doesn't have any, 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 uh, uh what, preference. Wouldn't say, I go to the rich, I go. He's going knocking at people's door. Rich, poor, cocoshans. Black race, Negroes, and they, they, they are all people. It's just claiming lives. So, in a time, in a pandemic like this, who are you calling? Who are you trusting? Oh, I just want to pause for one minute and thank all the pastors who came out on Saturday, all the Pentecostal Council of Pastors who came out on Saturday just to march around the city of Amsterdam, going to strategic places just to pray with their flags, praying and letting our people to observe the, 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 the what do you call it? The, to, 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 the protocols of, of this period to observe it, you know, not to shake hands and, uh, you know, sanitize your hand, uh, wash your hand, uh, always keep a distance of 1.5 meter. And, uh, you know, when you are talking with people, make sure you have your mask on or your, 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 your shield, you know, to cover your face so that the thing doesn't just uh, catch you up, you know, and, uh, and uh, in addition as well, take more vitamin tablets and 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 uh, nutritious food you know so to boost your immune system so we went round to the strategic places and prayed uh, for 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 life to be given back to us pray for coronavirus to, to not to continue to increase in southeast you know to to find his way out of the whole southeast is out of amsterdam and out of the world wherever he came let him go back to that place that he came and to to bless the the people of amsterdam and and bless their businesses and their work so we we we, we finished that whole thing and within three hours and i mean it was a three-hour event we made sure that we enjoyed it to the utmost and everybody was so satisfied and we know we prayed for all our people so if you are in dweller of amsterdam remember the whole pastors in the city prayed for you so you 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 must take up that prayer and walk with it hallelujah that's what we can give silver or gold we have not but what we have in the name of jesus Christ, we have given to you and that's the word of the living god and if if two will chase away say one person will chase away one enemy well one thousand enemies but two will chase away ten thousand then talk less of when we are how many pastors i mean almost 30 pastors came to march around it was too powerful so we believe that 
that pro proclamation we made that God was with us and God will stand with his word to perform it. Amen. Amen. So why I digressed was to just let us see that the king had to go back to God. The king had to run to God. When such news came to him, he didn't go to God consult men. He didn't go asking for the prophet. Please Please, please, just continue to pray for me. No, 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 no. Because he realized that prophet could not help him at that particular moment. He realized that himself can only come from God and God alone. He realized that no other person but God is the only one he needed. I don't know what some of you listening to me are going to right now. I don't know what is affecting you and affecting your household. I don't know some of you who are at the dying stage and uh, of this uh, of, of this coronavirus or any other sickness, any other terminating sickness. But please do not give up. Do not throw in the towel. Do not throw in the towel. Miracle can still happen to you. God can still do something now. God can still visit you. If only you can turn back to him. Don't harden up your heart. Because sometimes I go to hospital I want to pray for the sick. And some of them they have already given up. And some of them they say no, nothing can happen now. And I go and look in. How do you think nothing can happen now? God is capable. Or maybe all he needs from you is your, your heart to be repented. That when you turn back to him, he will forgive all your sins. He will heal your diseases. And he will restore years back to you. Just the way he did for Hezekiah. So, so don't harden. Don't be at a point where your heart is so hardened that nothing can reach you anymore. Nothing can penetrate that heart. Don't. You have nothing to lose. Even when you return back your heart to God, confess back, confess your sins to him, tell him that you are, you are, you've made mistake in life and please, in this dying stage of your life, that you need him to forgive you so you can have eternal life. You have nothing to lose, but you have all to gain. That's to die in sin and go to hell. Don't take that hardiness of heart to help, to, 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 to die. No, repent. And you may find the message of the Lord. So the Bible said, the king turned his face to the wall. And he prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. Look at such a king. He didn't turn to his friends. He didn't talk to friends and say, come and see me, oh, I'm dying, you know, how to begin to gain sympathy. He didn't turn to his, his, his household to begin to want them mourn with him and gain sympathy. He, he didn't turn to his lawyer and say, please, just come and begin to ride the wheel. Come and begin to ride the wheel for me. He didn't. But he turned to God. He prayed. He said, Lord, Remember how I have served you with a perfect heart and how I have done good in thy sight. You see, he left some legacies in the kingdom. He spent some reasonable money in the tents of God. He built house of God, mansion for the, for the kingdom of God. Where people can come and worship God. He did some good things. And that was what gave him the confidence to turn back to God. Because where your heart is, that 
is where your treasure will be. Or where your treasure is, that is also where your heart will be. He laid up some treasures in heaven. He did something for the kingdom of God. And that's why he said, Lord, you can bear witness how I have walked with you with a perfect heart. You can bear witness how I have done some good things in thy sight. Oh, thou Lord, spare me. The Bible says, and he wept sorely. May God give us men who can weep before the Lord. May God give us kings who can weep before the Lord. May God give us leaders who can weep before the Lord. Not those that their eyes are like crocodile. They don't cry. No matter what happens that happens to them, they don't cry. They put up a thick skin. They say they are men. Who told you that men don't cry? When something as hard as this comes into your life, some of you are listening to me this hour. If you are going through a process and it's becoming overwhelming, oh, come on, don't be too shy. Cry out. Even there is healing in crying. You get some kind healing in crying because you offload that burden. You give it back to the maker. You tell him, take it. I can't handle it anymore. Don't pretend to, to, to be so hardened and to be so tough that you can't cry out anymore. Ha! Cry out. Good men cry out. Decent men cry out. Even Jesus, he cried out when he felt that he had been forgotten. The cross. See, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If Jesus can say that, how about you? Beloved, the Bible said he wept sorely. And because he wept sorely, God saw his heart and God moved. God had compassion and God reversed the verdict. Because God saw his heart, God had missed your name. On the ground, on this ground, I'm stopping. Because I know that mercies of the Lord is waiting for somebody right now. May Jehovah perform miracle in your life. Don't throw in the towel. God is on the side. Father, bless everyone who have heard. It's very short, but I know you've ministered to some people. More especially those who are in need. Particular person that offload the burden, may they receive that miracle. That want to be healed, may they be healed. Those who are looking for you to wipe away their tears, may they receive their miracle. May you touch them. May you heal their diseases of God. Deliver them from the clutch of the enemy. I join faith and I say, Lord, let them not die, let them live because of your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. This has come to you by Apostle Henry Rudokino of Freedom Voice of Niger and of Rivers of Life Bible Church. In case you have any prayer need, you want me to support you with 
please give me a call on my private phone 0684-606-550. God richly bless you. Bye.
us again. We're glad you have joined us. And uh, we are just about to take off. And uh, as you know, today we're on a very special topic. But let me just give you a little intro about uh, this topic. The NSAS movement uh, seems to have uh, become, for the Nigerian nation, a watershed movement that promises to usher in major changes at all levels of government and economy. It's so massive. Uh, it's gotten all the youth involved. And this movement, of course, began with the Nigerian youth from the 8th of October as a protest against police brutality. You know what happened in America hasn't ended. It's still happening, even in Nigeria. And this um, police brutality uh, meted up by the SARS group, that is the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which was originally set up to combat crime, and I'm robbery. I'm robbery. And this group has morphed into something terrible. They commit rape, extortion, uh, robbery, and also extrajudicial killings. Now, the whole world has taken notice, and uh, the movement has been galvanized, and people from everywhere, they are joining, including celebrities, former heads of state, and all that. So we want to discuss what is going on, what can be done, and for those of us in diaspora, how can we contribute? So I say welcome to the show. It's my honor this morning to introduce our guest. We have uh, all the way joining us from... uh, Ostend in Belgium, our favorite, um, you know, uh, panelists, um, the indefatigable Honorable Collins Weke. He's a councillor from the Ostend and uh, he's a former chairman of NIDO Europe. Uh, he's a political, a policy strategist and also a management consultant. Welcome, Honorable Collins. Thank you so very much, Apostle Larry. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, we have other guests who are going to be joining you, sir, and uh, we're going to be hooking them up as we proceed. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to ask uh, Apostle Helen Roof, uh, who is also here, to uh, kick off with the questions. So, uh, Let's have uh, Apostle Roof say hello to your guests and then kick off with the questions. 
Hello, honorable colleagues. It's a pleasure having nice you once again. You. How are you, sir? Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. We are glad to have you. All right, so let's kick off with the first question while we are trying to connect with all of and the rest of them. Uh, so, can you please tell our audience what SARS is all about and why did it degenerate into uh, what it is today? Well, um, SARS, which is um, a special unit of uh, the police force of um, Nigeria, has been um, existing for um, a couple of decades now, or nearly, uh, nearly a couple of uh, decades. And um, it was uh, actually founded on the back of um, increasing uh, robbery cases and uh, other uh, crimes within Nigeria that uh, appear to be outside the ramifications of um, the regular police force. So uh, SARS was then uh, founded to be able to um, you know, take care of uh, those uh, special um, you know, cases of uh, robbery and uh, so on and so forth, like I mentioned. So, Obviously, you would say that uh, it was, um, you know, founded for the good reasons. Now, they made a good start, uh, through the George, um, but not long um, after their start, they, you know, started to take laws into their hands, uh, like uh, Apostle Larry, um, you know, very clearly um, summarized. Yes. They uh, began to go into, um, you know, extrajudicial killing, extortion of, um, you know, people, and actually victimizing the same people that they were supposed to be uh, protecting. We also uh, found some level of uh, helplessness on the part of uh, the SARS itself because um, cases of kidnapping actually started rising, and so they, uh, you know, actually proved themselves to be um, actually uh, not fit for purpose. So, um, you know, it continued, and young people, for example, we are special targets. If, for example, you are found to be well-dressed, mm. having a smartphone, uh, uh, you know, they consider you a suspect. Hello? Yeah, we are listening. Yes. They consider you a suspect and then, uh, you know, victimize you. And uh, so young people got tired of, um, you know, the excess. But was that part of what they were commissioned to do? Sorry? Was that what they were? What, was it part of what they were commissioned to do? I mean, well, to okay. to be monitoring people's uh, phone and looking at who dressed good and dressed badly? Obviously not, and that is actually the cross of the matter. And uh, like I said, young people became uh, their major uh, targets. They will stop them, actually force them to go to their ATM uh, machine. You know, pull out cash for them before they could release you. They were actually even killing people, assassinating people, um, you know, needlessly. Yes. So, you see, when you hear of, um, you know, incessant killing of uh, black people in the United States of America, yes, uh, it rings a bell. Uh, and people could always say, well, uh, those are black people and they were targeted. But here we are in a country of predominantly or exclusively uh, black people. Their own fellow black uh, people, uh, police officers, were targeting them and uh, killing them needlessly. Now, the 
what I've seen in the past two, three weeks, where actions were actually anchored rather on anti SARS, saying that SARS has got to go. That as a matter of fact, the issues were that, uh, that we're dealing with actually run deeper than because it now covers the entire gamut of um, government and misappropriation corruption and uh, the fact that the young people do not have a future in their own uh, country, not a single perspective. Uh, you know, uh, unemployment rate sky high. I mean, people could tell you, oh, officially it's about uh, 30% and all of that. No, all that don't add up because look around you. If there are 10 people, say, in your family and immediate environment, uh, that are out of university, probably three people are working. And so what that means is that uh, the real unemployment rate in Nigeria is well over 70%. Yes. That's part of the matter. So young people, they, got enough, they had enough of that and now, uh, you know, went to the streets to demand a change. But using SARS, the special anti-police, uh, the anti-crime um, squad, mm-hmm. are anchor for all the anger and the helplessness that have been bottled up in them over uh, over the years. So that's essentially what we're dealing with. Wow. But, but uh, well, my question is, why did the repeated calls for disbanding SARS totally go unheeded? Well, yeah, uh, why? There have been a whole lot of uh, patchwork as far as this uh, SARS discussion is, uh, is concerned. As a matter of fact, um, I believe it was in 2017 or 2016 for the first time that government pretended to have heard the cries of young people to abolish uh, SARS. So they made a pronouncement to the effect of SARS being abolished because indeed they understand and agree with um, young people, the youths of Nigeria, that SARS is no longer good for people. They have deviated from the reason that they were founded in the country. So they made an announcement, yes, we have disbanded SARS, but before we know what is happening, SARS is back again. They did that in 2017, 2018, 2019, and then this time around, you will recall that the very first time uh, in this particular uh, protest uh, series that the young people called for were the end of SARS, an announcement was made that SARS had been disbanded, but immediately people <laughs> want to set up a new unit populated by the same people, yeah. not retrained, no reorientation, no whatever. Terrible. And this is the new police force. And the young people said, sorry, you've, got, you've uh, gotten away with this nonsense for far too long. This time around, sorry, you are not getting away with it. Both SARS and the new units that you have uh, founded are all going. And beyond that, the government has to be reformed. And uh, anti-corruption, we don't want to have it anymore. So they pretended to have heeded the call. But, uh, uh, like I said, it's all uh, pretense. And young people have seen through those uh, games and are not uh, ready to take it anymore. It's so terrible. It's, uh, the whole thing has really, really gone so bad that we are wondering what's the next step now? What, 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 what's the next step now? So, so to you, do you think uh, the unit has been disbanded or it's just that they just started something else which is, which is still SAS? in disguise. 
Absolutely. That's uh, that's essentially what it is. They call it swat or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, swat. That they keep to eat. That uh, is all pretense, like I said. And uh, so, young people have said, no, we can see through you now. We no longer want to believe the phony um, disbandment of, uh, of SARS. And we, as a matter of fact, we want to actually see beyond the uh, the stars. We want to see all sorts of uh, things. For example, the um, you know uh, extraordinarily high pay of um, you know public uh, officers, uh, accumulation of um, political uh, positions and pensions. Uh, for example, governors, uh, as governors who run for um, you know the Senate. Uh, and then they are receiving uh, salaries and emoluments as senators, but also receiving pensions. And I'm talking of out-of-the-world uh, pay packages, whereas Nigerians, the ordinary-day Nigerians, are suffering and dying of hunger, whereas there are a lot more that um, you know uh, political office holders are, are in, you know, a primitive accumulation of wealth that they don't need, but using those words that is supposed to be the common word to suppress young people and uh, ensure that they do not have the uh, good job. So all of those are now on the table, and the young people are not giving up. Oh, you're calling That's what happened to the Oh, wow. It is so terrible. Very, very, very terrible. But, you know, um, you, having uh, lived uh, in this part of the world for all of this... Uh, all of these years, and uh, also being a, a policy strategist or consultant as well. So, what do you think um, the way it's going now with our government? That's how it's supposed to go from their policy makings. Obviously not. Obviously not. I mean, um, please be frank to speak to us. You know, be frank to speak with us because we, we may not know to what extent this 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 uh, whole broadcast can go. Tell us really what is in your heart. No, I mean, um, I'm I'm known, um, you know, to to speak true to power. And uh, don't get me wrong, um, I was one of the um, one of the uh, many. Uh, but certainly insufficient uh, 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 number of Nigerians who didn't believe that uh, um, President uh, Mohamedou Buhari has what it takes to lead Nigeria in this uh, current dispensation after uh, actually leading Nigeria as a military uh, officer. So I was one of those. Uh, but the part is that the moment he won the election and was declared to be the uh, legitimate um, winner of the election, we felt that um, you know uh, Nigeria uh, Buhari's success is Nigeria's uh, success. So we all need to uh, you know line up behind him, and lining up behind him means lining up behind the uh, project uh, Nigeria. So what that meant was that when he got it right, we uh, you know praised him, but when he got it wrong, as he often does. Uh, we didn't hesitate to uh, to point it out, and so it is not different with uh, with this uh, discussion around SARS and the fact that um, the vast majority of young people in Nigeria have no future. Uh, Anti-corruption, which was a mantra upon which he ran, uh, you know, this uh, campaign for election as uh, president, has actually gotten worse. Of course. Uh, there are quite a number of um, you know uh, gains uh, to be made, but uh, they they pile to nothing. You know when you compare the humongous uh, level of uh, corruption uh, in Nigeria, 
So that lack of empathy, that lack of uh, leadership, and the total absence of the notion of inclusion and diversity in a country of well over 350 ethnic, uh, you know, uh, nationalities. Yes. Uh, the fact that he hasn't got all of that just proves the case that uh, the gentleman is not fit for purpose. And all the psychophants around him that were made them um, advisors, uh, ministers, and so on and so forth, it just looked like um, none of them uh, is able to actually look him straight in the face and say, sir, you are getting it wrong. This is the direction that the government uh, should be going. So I believe that when there is opportunity for independent-minded people to speak out, radio stations such as yours, uh, I think it's important to shine the light on uh, all the ills going on in that country because um, you know they, they, they need to be called out and they need to be uh, halted uh, immediately. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think. Uh, thank you, Honorable Allen. So we have another uh, panelist on the on the other line now. We have uh, Honorable Kenneth Bandi, who is the present uh, Continental Chairman of uh, Lido Europe, on the line. Honorable, Colin, Honorable Kenneth Bandi, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine, man. Good morning uh, from Germany. Yeah. Uh, nice being on your program. Thank you, thank you. So, tell us uh, a little of what you you know about this SAS thing. As well, it is playing out now. Uh, just like uh, every one of us in the diaspora, uh, the life images of uh, the security forces, you know, committing an acts of violence against an armed Nigerian, it's uh, basically uh, disheartening and unacceptable. Uh, like many of my compatriots, we have the we have the conviction that the movement is not only calling for the end of police brutality but also a call to end corruption, a need for good governance through federalism, and a need to restructure Nigeria for a holistic overhaul of our nation's law and order, good education, jobs for the youth, justice, and equity for all. I think these are what the youth are actually demanding for. Yes. And like in all civilized world, uh, they, they, they would have been hailed as, a, as a, you know, heroes you know, trying to do what um, our generation has failed to do for years. So yes, um, again, like I said, uh, it's a thing that this time has come, and no amount of uh, suppression of violence can change it. Right, so I was uh, discussing with uh, Honorable Collins Weke, you know, he being a, a policy strategist, uh, to tell us really if what we are seeing playing out with the government of Nigeria is how it's supposed to be. And uh, I mean, having listened to him, I want to add up this, that uh, what we saw playing out in the life of uh, with the government and with Buhari uh, shouldn't only uh, the, 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 the force should not only be heaped on, on Buhari because uh, I think Buhari alone cannot be making a decision that will affect the whole nation. He must have had some people who are around who, who probably are not telling him the truth. Because I don't think Buhari has what it takes to just be uh, 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 making, making uh, or coming up with things that are not favoring the whole 
own nation. And then he just keep quiet and he's going back. He kept quiet. Nothing is happening. So those who surrounded him in, in, in his parliament, those who are his ministers, those who are special advisors, those who, 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 who have offices alongside running with Buhari, what are they really doing? Because if Buhari is not coming out to say something tangible, why can't those people also come out to say something tangible? Why can't why can't why can't we go in for an impeachment? Why can't I mean why can't we just do something? Why must it be? Because if it's not functional, why can't he be removed? Well, um, the leadership is is a collective decision, and um, in as much as I agree to some extent, uh, what you've just enumerated. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, he is the president and commander in chief of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and the most talks in his book, um, in his table. So, um, yes, uh, we Nigerians are also will be holding him accountable for action or inactions, what goes up in the country, as well as also all his ministers and special advisors. That's why when you refer to the situation in Nigeria, it's a Nigerian government. They don't say President Buhari is done. They say Nigerian government, uh, in our own view, um, uh, the leadership uh, examination is not, uh, cannot, say, cannot be said to be excellently uh, in order in Nigeria. So yes, um, the collective uh, responsibility of Nigerian government will be, will be you know, passed on everybody who is in that uh, government. But at the end of the day, our president is the commander-in-chief and the ball stops on his table. Yes. Absolutely. Um, may I know if uh, the other panelist from Nigeria is in now, um, Mr. Joaquin? Are you? Are you? Are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Oh. Oh. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Joaquin, for being with us. Joaquin is the CEO of Ohio and Ohio Oil, Gas and Marine Services. Nigerian Limited. Welcome, Mr. Ohai. Now, uh, we would like to hear from you what 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 is currently happening uh, in Nigeria now. Uh, what is the situation? Thank you so much for this uh, uh, opportunity to be here. Yes. And uh, I greet uh, the other panelists uh, very profoundly. Uh, I guess uh, the other gentlemen are in the diaspora and I happen to be the only person that was in Lagos. And uh, I'm, uh, an avid, uh, uh, I'm avid and acting in the movement of SDAC in Lagos. Uh, I was just uh, a few, a few uh, moments away when the shooting actually happened in a, in a lucky toge. Really? Uh, Yes, on the daily basis, I am my co-convener. We have a consortium of civil uh, society uh, group under the umbrella of uh, the Repent Nigerian Group. And we've been going there on a daily basis to support the youth and their education to end that. So I was and uh, as a stakeholder and uh, some of the people behind the country including the right support logistics and all of that that the group has uh, I experienced something that I believe in the history of Nigeria we never experienced before and uh, thank God for his grace that uh, I'm alive to speak with you today only God knows what I was if I was right there at that 
uh, Belgian Nigerians, uh, you know, a coalition of Belgian Nigerians and their global friends uh, who have decided also to add a bit of impetus to all the different uh, protest actions going on mm -hmm. by uh, taking it official. Yeah. In which case, we have uh, written a petition yes. to um, the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs here in Belgium mm -hmm. and the President of the European uh, Commission yeah. actually highlighting the uh, issues uh, at stake, particularly the um, you know shooting of uh, unarmed youth civil protesters by uh, armed forces of uh, of Nigeria, even though it's been contested. Um, we have uh, requested them to officially go back to their parliaments and pass a resolution condemning the acts of the armed forces and indeed to listen to the agitations of uh, these young people. We believe that Nigeria cannot stand uh, as an island um, and uh, we know as well that uh, no government want to be in the bad book, in the bad books of um, you know their international uh, and development uh, partners. So when such pressures begin to come from outside, yeah. using yeah. the governments of our host countries, I believe that uh, it will also add to the momentum and help to um, you know achieve the uh, you know objectives of uh, the SARS uh, movement quicker yeah. rather than delay. Okay, Honorable Kenneth. Uh, uh, are you satisfied with, uh, you know, the development of uh, the protest and all the support that it has, you know, galvanized from across the globe and also from maybe what maybe uh, people from Germany are doing, for example? Are you satisfied with that so far? Is there enough support? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, just adding to uh, what the Honorable uh, uh, Collins uh, just uh, enumerated, um, I, I don't think in my lifetime, uh, at least I'm 50 plus now, yeah. I don't think in my lifetime I've seen such a solidarity movement across the globe yeah. in support of Nigerians. Uh, and like you rightly uh, you know, uh, um, highlighted that it's going to be an opportunity that this generation will not like to meet. Um, yes, yeah, so the coordination, uh, the worldwide coordination, the pictures I'm seeing, the images I'm seeing uh, in total solidarity of the youth are, are more than encouraging. And I think our, our youth, like you know, they are digital digital generation. Yeah. And they are not uh, oblivious of that, of what is going on around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, they have been energized and motivated by the kind of support they are getting all over the world. Mm -hmm. In Germany, Germany is not different from what is happening in, uh, in London, in Italy, in, in, in France, and all over, all over the globe. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I think um, I, I'm, I'm quite quite satisfied with that. Mm. Okay, Honorable uh, Joachim, um, you are on the ground in Nigeria. Um, what would you like to see in terms of more support and uh, and the backing from those in diaspora to make sure that this whole movement lands successfully? We want to see Nigeria transform at the end of the day. I think I'd be heartbroken if this audience, you know, be just becomes uh, over mere yeah. empty promises which ends nowhere. Exactly. But God forbid, this must bring about a change in Nigeria. Yes. Okay, so what is it that you think needs to be done more to as it were push the whole movement By for it to achieve course. achieve what, what uh, the goals that, that are desired? Yes, I, I, I think 
of um, you know the leading elite uh, in Nigeria. Yes. Uh, now. There have been promises in the past that we were broken. Yes. So the only way mm -hmm. for the citizens to know that uh, the government actually means business mm -hmm. is when we begin to see the result of uh, some of the uh, pronouncements that they have made. And those things, uh, they need to come out uh, very, very fast because yes. there are a number of things that we can consider to be low hanging fruit in terms of uh, deliverables, yeah. but there are others that are long term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For a start, they need to identify those, um, you know, items, those yes. deliverables that could be considered yes. as, um, you yes. know, low-hanging food that we can see in place, mm -hmm. and then begin to think that yes, they may be business, but the the mistake mm -hmm. that uh, the protesters can make mm -hmm. is to begin to feel when they see one or two, uh, you know, uh, deliverables uh, from the government side, to believe that yes, they mean business, and then they say action. No. This action has got to be sustained, but in a purely non-violent uh, basis. They need to step up the pressure and they need to continue it for as long as it takes for the government to actually meet at least 51% of their demand before well, you know, they begin to think of uh, what next to do. Of course, they use themselves, they would not have to be uh, ready uh, for some sort of uh, negotiations, uh, and I have reasons to believe that they are because uh, they have been releasing some information in terms of uh, what their wish list uh, is, uh, and they have uh, beautifully and strategically classified them under immediate, uh, uh, short term, mid term, and long term. You mean they, they have brought out doses publicly? Those, uh, I mean, this is information that I have seen in the public domain, and okay. that came from the youth. The same youth. Oh yeah, the youth. But the government has not responded to that. Has actually, uh, has actually, have actually called mm -hmm. uh, foolish and stupid. Mm -hmm. They have shown from what they have uh, been able to accomplish so far mm -hmm. that they are far from stupid. Yeah. They have shown that they are very, very determined, young, intelligent uh, people yeah. who have only not had any chance to make something out of their life because the government has completely uh, failed them. They yeah. should step it up. Honorable Ken. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. You want to add something to what Honorable uh, Collins just said? Well, I'm, from my end, uh, the line was not quite very clear, so I hope I'm not going to repeat him. Um, in case I do that, I ask for apology. Um, but what, what <laughs> the important thing is that I would not like to be very sarcastic to say that um, what the government, uh, whether the government uh, hears them or not, is, uh, is irrelevant. Uh, what is irrelevant is that the, the, the demand has been made. Mm -hmm. And like the last speaker from Nigeria said, uh, there's no going back. Yes. And so it is in the interest of the government, not in, in their own interest, uh, to listen to the demand of the youth. Mm -hmm. And uh, we from Diaspora, we are backing 100%. They call for 30% increase in salaries of the police. Yes. We are backing them uh, for, for the family of those who were killed by SARS to be compensated. We are backing them to investigate all the cases of the police and SARS yeah. in the past years. We are backing them for the unconditional release of the all ancient protesters that are being currently detained. We are backing them for the uh, for the reduction of the salaries of the House Assembly members, yes. uh, both federal and state, yes. and also the governors and, and, and also from the presidency. We are acting our voice so that it is time to report to the new board, which is going to be the last parliament, where we can act 
actively involved yeah. exactly. uh, in, uh, in, uh, in creating a, a political, new political order in Nigeria. We are calling them to also, for the agents who are working on the, on the diaspora's initiative to better the lives of Nigerians, uh, to know that we are being, uh, they are being uh, you know, you know, put on notice. Yes. So what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is that it is the action of meeting these demands that is going to let us know whether they are listening or not. Uh, because uh, rhetoric and words uh, does not mean anything Precisely. at this point in time. And so we are going to be monitoring those, uh, those uh, points mm. and to see if they are going to react to that. Okay. But I said um, it's not really if they will, it, it, they will have, they have to in their own interest. Uh, because like I said, and like the last caller said, um, uh, there's no going back on this. How can we hold these leaders accountable for the demands that are being made? Uh, to make sure that they actually and in fact do implement them. In what way can this be done? Are there any suggestions, please, from, from all the panelists? We started from the last, uh, the last, what the last speaker said, actually, what is actually what we are doing in Europe. Mm. And we're not only mobilizing the, the, the lawyers in Europe, we're mobilizing, like, listen, we have about 20 million Nigerians in the diaspora. These are mayors in cities, these are members of parliaments across Europe, mm. these are policymakers. Uh, we know what we know what is called best international practice. We know how things are done here. We are going to mobilize our resources financially and intellectually to make sure that we put the maximum pressure that the government they are going to do the right thing. And then um, I think uh, without actually you know counting our our, our chicken before the eggs, yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to make sure that we put a strategic. And you know what? I had a meeting just the last day, last day, last week. Where all the continental leaders across you are all in unison uh, that these demands are legitimate and we're going to push for that. I think as, 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 as time goes on in the next in the next days and weeks, you're going to see plan action plans from the diaspora to make sure that these demands are realized. Excellent, excellent. Oh my goodness, let's take a short break and then uh, we will return to to close the program. Is that okay? All right. While they hold on, please let them not disconnect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is an special insults edition of our Good Morning Show. If you have any comments or reactions, feel free to give us a call or ask even these great panelists and they will be at your service. Which way are we going now? This time, we are going the right direction, no going back. I want to know, I want to know which way I As long as the youths are not being loved, you know? As long as the youths are not being loved. Yes, I heard that they are beginning to love the youths, man. How long shall we be patient before we reach the promised land? Let's save Nigeria so Nigeria will die. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Mr. Okosha. He thought he was a prophet, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? That was a, that was a, a new question. I think it was a prophet of sorts uh, in his days, anyway. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You're welcome. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, 
You know, by way of, uh, you know, closing remarks, uh, what would you like to leave with our listeners this morning as far as this answers movement is concerned? Please go ahead and share your thoughts with us. Uh, first and foremost, um, it is uh, commendable to see the uh, way that uh, not only Nigerians, but uh, the entire world have uh, stood up in support of um, uh, the youth of Nigeria in their legitimate uh, agitation to have a future, because right. this is what this is uh, all about. Absolutely. Um, the resistance, I mean, in terms of opposition to this action, has been absolutely minimal. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that um, uh, I haven't seen anything like uh, Honorable Kenneth Wendy mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, in my lifetime, uh, I'm 55 uh, now, I haven't seen anything that has galvanized Nigerians as much as uh, this uh, action. Uh, but there are still pockets of individuals that are indifferent. Mm. Um, I would say, please, scroll out of your cocoon mm. and support this action. Do not think that your support as an individual, either as a Nigerian or friend of Nigeria, is not going to make a difference. No, that is not the case. Wherever you are, come out, support this, um, you know, action. You can support it in very, very many ways. Uh, you know, once you uh, go to NSAS uh, hashtag, you are going to find different initiatives. Decide for yourself yeah. how best to support it. For those in Belgium, uh, please go online and see our petition and then uh, be able to uh, support it so that the Foreign Affairs Minister and the President of the European uh, Commission will take it more uh, seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. Honorable uh, Joachim and then Honorable uh, Bendy, please. Come again. What did he say, sir? The network. Okay, the network. Oh, okay. okay. I, we can see the struggles. Okay. All right, everybody, please take it up. Well, um, yes, it's very clear that um, the movement to end SARS is a call to end brutality. Absolutely. It's a call to end corruption in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. It's a call for good governance and it's a call for true federalism. Uh, Victor Hugo said that nothing is more powerful than the thing his time has come. Mm -hmm. And no amount of army can come. So what we are seeing is a call for a true Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And it is in the best interest of the government and policymakers uh, to kick into that and make sure that this opportunity is not lost. Absolutely. On this note, I really don't think we can achieve all of these things at this moment, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, going to be so in phases. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. On this note, uh, I think it's time to appreciate our our panelists. Uh, I want to thank uh, Honorable Collins all the way from Belgium. Thank you for your time and your, your input and insight into this matter. Thank you so much. And also, Honorable Kenneth Bandy, the incumbent. Uh, CEC chairman of uh, NIDO, uh, you've done an awesome job and uh, you're very soon, I think you're about to leave office and we're going to miss you. Nonetheless, you'll always be welcome to be uh, on our panel. <laughs> from <that time>. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, Honorable Joaquin, thank you so much. 
you, for the sacrifice you made this morning with all the challenges down there with the internet connection, thank you. We appreciate your time. God bless you so much. And we look forward to having you again. Yes, yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. So uh, we would like to thank all our listeners uh, once again for being on the show with us. And uh, we hope to be with you next week, same time. God bless you all. Bless you. Contact us on Radio Voice of Niger on 020-337-4160 or the mobile, which is 684-606-550. We look forward to hearing from you. God richly bless you and have a wonderful working week. Some people now have everything, why many, many have nothing.